Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life. Hi there, my name is Joe Martin. I'm pastor at First Baptist Church in Toledo, Washington. And this is a cabin talk after 10 days, mostly for me up in the mountains doing our camp, the setup for camp and man camp. It was a great week and just an absolutely beautiful place with a bunch of really great, great people. And um, we had a great time. And hopefully some of you guys that couldn't come this year, you'll be able to be a part of that wilderness camp and get in on all the stuff that we did. Today I want to talk to you about staying tender-hearted. It's difficult to be a tender-hearted person in this world. It's like being a tender foot. It you're walking along on in difficult things and it just hurts a lot more. We toughen up our hearts like we do our feet, you know, from the wear and the tear of travel. Things hurt us. And things scar us sometimes. And so we toughen up and we numb our hearts to dull the pain. You know, um, perhaps some people, I've often wondered if people who are thinkers, people, some of you who are artists, uh, people who have a deeper sensitivity sometimes to things going on, you may suffer more and they may suffer more. Maybe you have someone in your family like that. They suffer what seem to suffer with more depression or maybe they struggle more with addiction because they feel the world. Um, they feel the world more intensely than other people they have. And that's one of the things they bring to us is, you know, in music or in, in, in some form of art, they can, they can offer this, beauty of their sensitivity, but they have that built-in sensitivity and that tenderness others, some of us, may lack in some ways. But no matter, sin, the Bible says, can make us hard-hearted. You know, and there are different kinds of sin. There, there, is, there, is, there are fruit sins, of course, um, like backstabbing or complaining. These are the fruits that everybody can see criticizing, cursing, drunkenness, or, or um, intemperance, or immorality, dishonesty, or lying, raging, selfishness, cruelty, slander, and such things, such like this. There's many, many, many more. These are what we call fruit sins. And then there are root sins. These are the sins that that are the the whys behind things, the 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 deep down roots that feed that wicked fruit, resentments and hatred and unbelief and mental laziness and deceitfulness, fear, lust, greed, um, jealousy, idolatry, worship of something other than God, putting something above God bitterness. And these things left undealt with will 
harden your heart and you will lose what sensitivity you do have both to God and to others and to the world. And you will end up doing things that are really, um, sometimes really incredibly cruel and um, incredibly insensitive without being convicted at all. It won't even bother it. You may even justify your behavior and think that you are doing God and your family or even your church. You may think that you're doing it all for some service when in fact you are causing great harm and great hurt. This is what hard-hearted people do. Sin of any kind will harden your heart. And that is why we need to watch for its signs because sin is incredibly deceitful. It'll fool you. It can get in your blind spots, and we all have blind spots, myself included. I think about things that I've said or done in the past, and I think, wow, how did I miss that? And we get hard-hearted. We get, as one old preacher said, we get hardening of the arteries. So um, these, are some, these are some reasons why we get hard-hearted. It's when you get lazy. And you don't practice the prayer of examination on a regular basis. Maybe you don't practice very much prayer at all. Search me, O God, like Psalm 139, 23 says, and know my heart and try me and know my anxious thoughts. Look at the what's going on underneath your anxiety. And then verse 24, and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. This is a very important prayer to pray on a regular basis. Search me, O God, and know my heart and try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's anything there. We have to be willing to do that. You know, Hebrews chapter 3.12 says, take care. That means pay attention. Take care, brethren, that there not be any in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. This is the person, could be anybody, could be somebody who's very active in church life, but he was talking to religious people. Take care that you don't back away from the grace of God by an unbelieving heart. This is the person who doesn't take time every day, day to... Um, Spend time with God and his word and to let the spirit work in his life. This is the person who doesn't grow in faith. They talk a lot about faith, but they don't grow very much. So you get lazy. This can happen and this can result in a, um, a hard heart. You don't practice what you preach. And then secondly, when you stop believing, this is what he says, and you start, you, you fall away because you, it's not a matter of doubt. This is unbelief. This is choosing to not believe. You start believe, you, you stop believing and you start handling things on your own way. You choose to rely on your own opinions or the past experiences that you had, you know, 20 years ago. You're still living in the 90s. You're not really letting anything new happen in your life. And then, the third reason why heart, one reason why, a third reason why you can have a hard heart, you can develop this, is when you stop having and trusting spiritual mentors. This happens a lot. And uh, of course, no mentors are perfect. I've had quite a few. But these must be people who are encouragers, not critics. You know, if you want to be somebody's spiritual mentor and are a 
you know, help them. You can't be a critic. You have to be an encourager, somebody that builds them up. These are advocates, not adversaries. And you have to look for these people. You have to seek these people with real discernment. And only those who have earned this place should be trusted. But still, you need them. I mean, this is why we need, you know, pastors and leaders and other friends in our our lives. You know, this is why Hebrews goes on to say in Hebrews 3, 17, 13, 17, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would not be profitable for you. I'm going to tell you something. This is not saying pastors or leaders are going to be um, are going to be perfect. As a matter of fact, it says the opposite. It says they're not perfect. They're going to give an account, though. So trust them. Let them do it with joy. Boy, it breaks my heart. It really hurts me when it happens where I really would like to help, but I'm not able to. You know, Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another day after day. That means to encourage means to build up as long as it's still called today so that none of you get will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. This is what happens. We have to encourage one another. We have to let people into our lives that can encourage us. Not always be the one that has the answers, but to let them into your life so that none of you get hardened by deceitfulness of sin. Sin is deceitful. For we have all become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance, firm until the end. This is really important. To, to you know, you get hard-hearted when you stop having and trusting spiritual mentors. You know, you might have them, but you just don't trust them. And you need to, if you can't trust them, you got, need to find something that you can. And then Hebrews 3.15 says, While it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as it was when they provoked me. You know, today is a very important thing to keep in mind. You know, you harden your hearts when you put obeying God off. God shows you, he convicts you of something, you begin to value it, but you do not prioritize it. What will happen is you will begin to get hard, hardened up in your heart. The inner life will begin to become hard, hard to God and unresponsive to God. And the difference between a hard heart and a tough heart is really, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes it's brittle. There's a brittleness. You see, today when God speaks and convicts you, that, that same truth will either, will either soften you or it will harden your heart. That same sun can melt ice, but it can also harden clay. Being tenderhearted is a lot more painful, but it is really required for the way of love. Jesus felt great emotion because Jesus felt great love. You know, if, people, if we didn't love people, they wouldn't hurt us. Tenderheartedness is a requirement for living in loving union with Christ and the Spirit. The time for us to, to cultivate a tender heart, to return to a tender heart, is right now. To stop some bad practices like a lazy life or, a, or um, being um, a person who is unwilling to let anybody else really be in their life to... 
um, uh, you, you stop believing and you start handling things on your own or you you begin to um, put God off all the time when he's trying to show you stuff. You know, you, you stop really reading and you stop leading. I just want to say to you that this is critical for us. You have to stop that, our unencouraging speech toward each other. We have to encourage one another. As a matter of fact, this is what Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word is as good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. That's one of the ways you do it with what you say. But by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then he says, let all bitterness and all wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. And be kind to one another. This is a church family. This is what we do. Tender-hearted. <laughs> Tender-hearted. Not hard-hearted. Forgiving each other just as God in Christ Jesus has also forgiven you. So we are to forgive. We are to be tender-hearted. Maintaining that. We are to be kind. And the way we maintain that kindness and that tenderheartedness is a life of forgiveness. How do you do it? Will you forgive like God in Christ has forgiven you? He's forgiven you everything. He's forgiven you. He's forgiven everyone. And he's forgiven you every time. And we have to do that too. You know, it will take tender-hearted people to redeem a hard-hearted world. It won't happen. You're not going to be uh, fight fire with fire. You know what you do when you fight fire with fire? You, everybody gets burned. We are God's family. Many of you are part of this congregation, and you have been for many years. We are a family. We are the family of God. And you know when you're put together in a family, it's not that they're perfect or they're all mature. Your leaders got it all together. But we get to practice tenderheartedness. We get to practice kindness and love and patience, even when it's sometimes hard. We keep our commitments. We keep our covenants of love, those ones that we made at the beginning, even when it's hard. And when we do that, that we do that, our hearts will stay soft toward God, toward one another. Thank you for watching this. And if it helped you, I want to encourage you to this Sunday, there's only one service. It's at 11 o'clock. It's at the Toledo City Park. It's a picnic, and we're going to provide all the food, and it's an outdoor service. You need to bring a chair or a blanket to sit on. be music, and um, we have a baptism in the river afterward. It's going to be a great day. We'll be talking about some things that are really, really important um, that relate to this, that are this idea of living with a heart that is open to God, of not letting things get in the way. Why was it that Jesus was able to love people who were so different, so against our normal way of loving people? I really hope you come, and I hope you bring somebody with you, and there'll be some really good food there for you to eat, too. Thank you for watching. Please share this and, and uh, if it was helpful to you. And you maybe think of somebody in your congregation or maybe some other congregation, this might help. God bless you.